It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, good people, man? Welcome to a Thursday edition of Locked On Jaguars where we love the fact that you make us your first listen every single day. We're your team every day, and that's why we're here with our daily podcast and our daily content as I adjust this camera here on YouTube. And hopefully you guys can hear me okay. Um, I want to talk about some things today. I want to talk about team building so that when I do make uh, these statements about the roster, you guys absolutely understand exactly where I'm coming from and and what I'm talking about uh, because it's bye week time, so we have to – Always make sure that we uh, creatively keep you guys interested while we're waiting on the games to happen uh, to kick back in next weekend. Also, third segment, because the first two segments, that's what I'm talking about. Third segment, I'm going to talk about Keyshawn Johnson on ESPN. And it's not really him. It's it's a bunch of people that have – how many? I say this all the time to those that don't listen uh, often, and this might be your first time, and we thank you for joining us. People get narratives in their mind and they'll do whatever they can to support that narrative, even make themselves sound dumb. And uh, that's exactly what happened yesterday on NFL Live. Uh, I wish you guys could have saw the video. If you didn't go Google it, look on uh, social media and watch Dan Orlovsky's face when Keyshawn Johnson is sitting there talking about Trevor Lawrence. Uh, That's going to be we're going to get to that because we're going to eventually talk about team building. And some of the things that they discussed about Trevor's performance uh, so far in his rookie year. But first two segments is on team building. And let's talk about it. what is team building. Does team building mean that um, it's just drafting the absolute best player at every single position that you can? A little bit. Uh, does it mean understanding that I'm not going to ask these as rhetorical questions. I'm going to tell you, draft the best people that you possibly can. Also, get them to where you know who you can and can't resign. Don't overduplicate. It doesn't mean you have to pass up good players, but if you are strong at one position, you can get stronger at that position. But it doesn't make sense to do that when you're weak at other positions, and now you have a glutton at one at one spot, and then other spots. That's why people criticize any team for taking, especially the Jaguars, for taking Travis Etienne when they already had a good running back in James Robinson. I, for one, don't necessarily agree totally with uh, the thinking that uh, most of those people had, but I can get it. I think an example I used in the past was when the Jaguars made the mistake of thinking that uh, Miles Jack was a Sam linebacker. So you go out in the draft in in anticipation of you probably losing Telvin Smith at some point, go out in the draft and you draft Quincy Williams to play weak side linebacker, right? And then you move Miles to the mic because, okay, we're going to use him at Mike linebacker. Well, he couldn't play Sam. He wasn't very good at Mike. His true position is Will. So now you move him to Will and Quincy's a backup. And you use the third round pick on a guy that's a backup, which for really, really good teams, you're going to use picks on guys that's going to be backups, third round picks, second round picks. But when you're a bad team, those picks have to count, right? So now you switch uh, schemes and you no longer really use that will 
that way. You kind of use them the same way. You, you use uh, they play the way Tampa Bay play. The Jaguars want to play the way Baltimore and Tampa play, where the two inside guys, uh, one of them plays sort of like a weak side linebacker, and the other guy plays like a true Mike. So you don't have room for him because that's where Miles is going to play, and you gave Miles this huge contract. So there's no way that you're going to have both of those guys make contributions to your team unless one guy gets hurt because normally good football players like that don't come off the field, right? So you let him go for nothing, and now he's a superstar for another team. Not really a superstar, but you get my point. So that's bad team building. That's what I mean by bad team building. doesn't mean that the player is bad. It just means the way you chose to build your team they built they chose they chose these guys uh first of all they made a wrong diagnosis uh for miles jack and then the other thing that they did was they kind of sometimes draft as if they're a really good team and these guys are luxuries so you don't get to do that when you can't win when you lose 20 straight games or when you're the type of team that that can't win you can't pick like everyone else you can't use uh the draft as sort of a farm system because you have so many good players that you're not really going to get contributions from rookies unless they're just flat out so good they beat people out. And then that allows you to probably move a guy who, who's a premier player, has a really good name with a big salary because you can replace him with a cheaper guy and you're going to get compensation for him because teams around the league are going to come, hey, we'll give you a second-round pick for him. Yeah, so those are different situations. First of all, the first thing you have to try to do is be a good football team. Once you're a good football team, then the draft can be used properly for what it's really supposed to be used for. However, it's almost like asking what comes first, the chicken or the egg, because you can't be a good football team until you draft properly. So a lot of teams go on this thing where it seems like they're chasing their own tail when they're trying to build their team. I have been in the vocal minority talking against the offensive line. Urban Meyer has said that the offensive line is the most consistent part of the team. Everyone says that they're graded high. Trevor hasn't been sacked a whole bunch. They're able to run the ball. You would think that I was wrong. I'm not. And in the second segment, I'm going to tell you why I'm not wrong. It's because we're thinking about different things. Listen, pay attention. I'm going to tell you exactly what I mean when I talk about team building, and I'm going to do it in segment number two here on a Thursday on Locked On Jaguars. After I tell you guys about rockauto.com, I got to tell you about rockauto.com, man, because rockauto.com is the cold heart of truth. There ain't one person out there that wants to spend a whole bunch of money on car parts that you don't have to spend that money on. There's not one person I know that is willingly ready to just push out more for car accessories than they have to. Nobody on earth. I've never met anybody that wants to spend more money on something that they have to spend, right? So rockauto.com, you're asking, well, wig, what's the quality like? Man, what are you talking about with the quality? Like every single part I've ever ordered from rockauto.com has absolutely been the truth. The service is great. They've been in business for over two decades. Serving do-it-yourself is just like they serve professionals. And you can get that service at rockauto.com. So go on your mobile device or your laptop to rockauto.com and start browsing. And when you get to a box, they're going to ask, how did you hear about us? Tell You tell them. You heard on Locked On. That's right. Locked On. That's where you heard about it, man. That's family. Now you're family. We're all cousins. Go get your car parts and save you some money, man, and stop spending unnecessary money that you don't have to. 
We are going to continue talking about team building, talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars and their bye week. It's Thursday. I know you guys are just itching for them to get back and start working and getting back to their winning ways. I know it's only one game, but I, I don't have a long memory. So I, I ain't worried about what happened two, three weeks ago. All I know is they just won their last game, right? So we want them to get back to their winning ways. And when they do that, they're going to do it with a bunch of young players that we're all wondering who's going to be here when they really, really start winning. And those are critical questions that you have to ask about the Jaguars. And those are critical questions that you have to ask about the staff that's coaching the Jaguars. So in, in talking about team building, I'm going to go right to the, the, the one point and the one place where we've had a lot of discussion, and that is the offensive line. So the, the, the depth is being questioned right now. The depth is being tested because last week they had to play without two guys, Brandon Linder uh, at center. And uh, at, at some point they lost the backup uh, right guard, Ben Barch, who was already replacing A.J. Cam. So they ended up with Tyler Shatley, and I think Will Richardson ended up playing. So you've seen them go to seven guys now, right? Most good teams can go to eight. And, and there, there's a little drop-off because there's a reason guys aren't starting. Some teams don't don't carry – they only carry eight. Most teams try to carry nine, but I've seen a couple of instances uh, where teams only carry eight guys, and they couldn't afford for another guy to be banged up. They are playing well. I didn't say average. I didn't say great. I said they're playing well. So here's my idea of team building and why I think that area needs to improve. One, you're always working to get better. If you don't have top-notch players across the board at that position, I think you need to keep trying to do it. It is the one position on a team. It's not the only one, but is to me it's the top one. It is the top it is the top position group on the team that doesn't entail one player like a quarterback. So let's make that clear. It is the one group on your team, uh, the top group on your team that can make your ball your entire ball club look absolutely inept if they can't block people. The other one now, I, I'll give you: if you can't stop the run, you're in trouble. But there are things you can do if you can't stop the run. You're going to have to make some sacrifices. You got to stick extra people in the box to help out. And then you open yourself up for something else. So there is a counter move to being able to stop the run that you can do that's just going to expose something else, right? When you can't block people and you can't run block, there is nothing you can do. Nothing. You can say, well, we'll throw it all the time. Yeah, yeah whatever. That's different. I'm talking about to help that group. You can't bring an extra tight end and chip. If you if you can't block, you can't block. You can try, but it ain't gonna work. There's nothing, there's nothing that's gonna stop that other team if you can't block. If you can't block, if you can't pass protect, it, it, we've seen it. I'll go to college for you. Florida State, glaring weakness. Glaring. If you can't block people, it just looks bad. It looks terrible. Because usually by the third quarter, you can't already block people, and now you get tired. Now they're licking their chops. You look like a piece of red meat in a cage full of big jungle cats. It, it's crazy. So why do I harp on the offensive line, and why do I harp on them in terms of team building? Every opinion that I have in football is, is based on this. If you're going to win a championship, what is the group supposed to look like? 
if you got Kirk Cousins as your quarterback, like my friend Luke's, Luke Braun up in Minnesota with Locked On Vikings, at some point there's some hopelessness in that franchise because they know he's a good player. You can't win with him. So why do we treat guys like Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Andy Dalton all those years in Cincinnati? Why do we uh, – Ryan Fitzpatrick is a good, solid quarterbacks, right? You ain't winning no Super Bowl. Why do we only do that for the quarterback position? Don't worry, I'll wait. Carter Minshew put up good stats, good, solid NFL guy. You weren't winning no Super Bowl with him. We only do that for the quarterback position, but we don't do it for the people that block for him. The, the one unit that I keep telling people that is the most important unit and is the one unit that if it is not, if it's bad, can make you look bad. So if it's average, it's going to make you look average. And if it's decent, you're going to be decent. I think in order to win a Super Bowl at some point, you need an element of greatness on your offensive line. Some sort of element of greatness. Might be one player who's great, surrounded by a bunch of good players. Might be five really good players that sort of do, and they're versatile, and they play well together as a unit. I just think there has to be another tier. Whenever I think about whether or not you're good enough or whether or not they need uh, to, to really upgrade the talent, I always think it from the point of them winning the Super Bowl. Never to compete. Never to compete. Never just to be uh, decent. It is always with the thought of them winning a title. If you tell me that you think the Jaguars have a Super Bowl offensive line, then ain't nothing I can say. It's not that I think they're awful. It's just that I think in order to win a title, you got to be great. I think in order to win a title, you need two pass rushers. I don't care if it's inside or outside. I think it's in order to win a title, you need a very, very solid across-the-board secondary that can supplement those pass rushers. I think in order to win a title, you need a great player at every single level, line, linebackers, all three levels, and defensive back, just one. I think in order to win a title, you need a quarterback who's top tier. And I think the Jaguars have that. I think you need to get guys that are in tune with that guy that can catch the football. I think you need two capable running backs. It would help if they're, if, if they're good and they have different skill sets. But there's no denying to me if you're going to be a Super Bowl contender year after year after year, your offensive line, in my opinion, has to be one of the six, seven, eight, or nine or 10 best, you got to have a top 10 offensive line. I don't think they have it. And here's why you have to make sure you team build properly. And this is the other aspect that I keep talking about. I mean, it's real easy for me to just walk away and duck my head because the offensive line is playing well, right? They're playing well, but they're playing well for a one and five football team. What I'm thinking about is how can we elevate and be better and be great? Everything in my mind is about winning a Super Bowl. So when it comes time to you to make a decision on long-term contracts for Cam Robinson, now you're going to determine, oh, I ain't going to give him that money. I'm not giving him $80 million. You know why you'll say that? Because you know he's not that type of guy. But you know in order to win, you need that type of guy. 
That's the point that I'm trying to make. It's not that he's bad. It, that's not it. I want him to be great. If you have a chance to be great, you're better off than just being okay. Because at some point, if he's good enough and you think he's good enough to be your starting left tackle and they don't grow in trees, he's going to want to get paid. Would you pay him? Question. Hello. Would you, would you give him the money? What about right tackle? What about these guard positions? At some point, when because when you commit this money now, you don't leave room to go out and get another guy. I was talking to somebody this morning, and we were saying if the Jaguars pick third and they can't get Thibodeau and they can't get Stingley, now Evan Neal's sitting there looking. The guy goes, you take him? I said, it's a no-brainer you take him. I probably signed Teron Armstead as a free agent and said, you're going to play left tackle for two years. And I tell Evan Neal, you're eventually going to play left tackle, but you're going to play left guard right now. But guess what we just did? We just got great at, on the left side, right? And then I'll make him a left tackle at some point. Jonathan Ogden was drafted, and there was – I'm going to tell you what happened, and this is a true story. You can check the Jaguars' history. There were people, even though the Jaguars had Tony Baselli, there were people banging on the table for them to take Jonathan Ogden and play him at left guard for a year and move him to right tackle his second season. Ask anybody who remembers. You know why? Because they just say you can't over, you can't you can't pass up greatness. The guy goes on to be a first ballot Hall of Fame at left tackle. Right? When greatness is staring you in the face, sometimes you just got to say, you know what, positional value, need, whatever, I don't care. Take him. Take him. And the thing with me is, if you would be so willing, like a lot of people last year said, write a blank check for Trent Richardson. I mean, uh, for not Trent Richardson, for, for Trent Williams. Why do you think people were saying that? You can't go hindsight, well, Cam's fine. I don't want to be fine. I want to be great at those positions. Everything I think about from a team building aspect is about winning a title. Now, do they have bigger needs right now? Sure they do. If Kalevon, if um, not Kalevon, if uh, Thibodeau, the Kayvon Thibodeau is there and they have a choice, you take Thibodeau. He's a lights out pass rusher. He's better than anybody you got right now. And he's going to change your team because he's like, he's like, he's like Godzilla or somebody. That's what you do. But you always look to get better. You always ask yourself, how can I win a title? You win a title with great players because if you don't pick them, you're going to have to play against them and beat them. And that's the thing. you got to get as many of them as you can, but you got to do it in a certain way. And once you commit money, you, if you think, no, we're fine at offensive line, we're good, we're good, we're good, and then you build the rest of the team up, at one point, at some point, that offensive line is going to want to get paid. And then you're going to decide whether you're going to pay average people, great people money. The other part of it is you don't ever want to get to the point where they're not one of your best units on your team, because if you do ever get to that point, then you won't be winning anything. So now that y'all understand my team building part of it, the discussion yesterday on ESPN was about does Trevor have enough weapons? It was the most asinine discussion I've ever heard because Keyshawn Johnson basically said the reason why Trevor Lawrence it, I ain't, he's overhyped or whatever. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't sold on him because uh, he, he's not winning games. Dan Orlovsky said they were one in 15 for a reason. That's why he's not winning games. 
the defense is ranked like 28th, 29th in the league. He's a rookie. They can't set they don't have wide receivers who can separate. The receivers are a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Good players. Those are good players. Are they good enough? We always do it with skill positions, but we never do it with the offensive line. And offensive linemen want the same respect that everybody else gets. So I'm going to tell you why I think people go in on the Jaguars all the time. And uh, we've discussed it here before. And we're going to discuss it again. We're going to do it here next on Locked on Jaguars on a Thursday. After I tell you guys about betonline.ag, man, betonline is the cold hard truth. That's where you need to go. Basketball got off to a, a, a roaring uh, night. Uh, opening night uh, two nights ago and then last night it is the place for you to go make your wagers on the sporting event it is your number one spot for basketball and football action this season so head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus basketball football baseball postseason boxing UFC, all of that stuff, including your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Remember to use the promo code. I said, remember, remember to use the promo code locked on to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Bet online is where the game starts. And segment three is where the, this podcast starts to end. And we thank you for making us your first listen here on Locked On Jaguars. And it's your team every day here. We are free on all platforms. All right. So I gave you a little bit of a segue into how do you build a team? And when guys don't think your team is good and then they start blaming quarterbacks, it's getting a lot of hype. Keyshawn Johnson did it yesterday. I think it was I think he really made I like Keyshawn a lot. I just think he made himself look bad if you guys haven't seen it. And Dan Orlovsky basically told him. If you watch the game and understand the nuances of the game, you'd realize Trevor Lawrence is as good as advertised. And and uh, to his credit, Big Swagoo, uh, Marcus Spears, backed him up and said, no, he's the real deal. He's the real deal. If you're just going to look at wins and blame that on one player, then that's shameful. But I'm going to tell you why people do that. Folks don't want Jacksonville to have nice things. So even when it starts to look like you have nice things, folks are going to still say, well, that nice thing ain't as nice as you think it is. The narrative about this city drives me crazy. Keyshawn is from L.A., went to USC, got drafted in New York. You know, he's been in all of these big places and he's won. The problem is, man, is Jacksonville ain't what y'all think it is or it is more than what you think it is. And to constantly sit here and make these silly arguments about every little thing about Jacksonville is it, 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 it's it, to me, it starts to look like, you know, you, you, you're picking low hanging fruit. You're picking low-hanging fruit. And eventually, if you do that long enough, you're going to look silly. And I think that's what happened to Keyshawn yesterday. Because he was making an argument that Trevor Lawrence isn't as good as you think he is because he hasn't won games. And he's not – when there is not one game you watch this year with Jacksonville where you look up and go, he's the, he's the reason they lost. Did you say that about Joe Burrow last year before he got hurt? I don't think so. I don't think so. He's the number one overall pick, right? People make excuses for who they want to make excuses for. And generally, it's pro it probably has nothing to do with Trevor Lawrence. It probably has everything to do with the fact of who he plays for. He plays for Jacksonville. We can't call Urban, con Urban incompetent one minute, uh, realize that they're the worst roster ever at, at 1-15, and, and then all of a sudden expect some dude to come in here 
and throw a cape on and all of a sudden well he's worth all the accolades only because he's got this one and 15 team on his back and they're three and three he even compared it to, to another team i think he compared it to justin fields justin fields was helping his team win games justin fields won just as many games as trevor lawrence has as a starter you feel me one team he mentioned that was two and two and four. He's helping his team win games. Man, that's one more game than one and five. What are you talking about? What are you smoking? Have you watched the games? Did you see Trevor Lawrence in Cincinnati? Did you see Trevor Lawrence last week? Did you see him make throws against Arizona? Did you see it? No, probably didn't. And it probably wouldn't matter because he just wanted to go in on jacksonville in my city y'all gonna keep making yourself look dumb man you don't you jacksonville's one in five man they won one game in 21 games you don't even have to make an excuse to talk bad about them but you find a way to talk bad about the jaguars by saying the most asinine thing you can say out of your mouth all right i'm off my soapbox i'm off my soapbox but see what happens when y'all keep saying these other parts of this team are good See, this is what happens. Oh, if the other, oh, you good on offensive line? Well, shoot, he ought to be winning because James Robinson can play. James Robinson can play. This is what leads people to make, to say stuff and, and give them that little ladder they need to climb in that little low hanging window and say stuff bad about Trevor. Because we can't talk about how great Trevor's parts are, and then the team is one and five, but then we turn around and get mad when somebody says Trevor's not good. This is the point. They're not great. He's great. They're not great. You, If you want to be great, you got to open yourself up to accept great because you're going to have to pay mediocre and to keep I'm leading to this. You're going to keep Cam Robinson next offseason? Going to franchise him again? You franchise him again after that. Walker Little ain't ready. So you franchise him again after that. What you gonna pay him 26 million over two years? What about the third year when now you're supposed to be winning? You're gonna start over with a brand new uh left tackle then. See, these are the team building things I'm talking about. Everything has to jive in. First, you gotta try to get good, get as many good players or great players as you can, and then things have to happen at the right time. You got to have, you got to be sound in all these areas and you got to do it all at one time. That's why I said this off season was a lost cause because they did not do enough. And if you're watching on YouTube, you see me moving my hands a certain way, like I'm in a mob movie because I keep trying to tell you they should have done more. All right, I'm off my soapbox. I think I told y'all that one time. Make sure... Peacock and Williamson, that podcast is your second listen every single day uh, on Locked On, on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, my man Brian Peacock is an NFL analyst. Matt Williams is a former NFL scout, and they give it to you like no other. So check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast. It is the quintessential. It is the the backbone uh, of, of the Locked On NFL, uh, us as a network, those guys. I love those guys to death. Man, y'all take care of each other, please. Take care of each other. Hang on through the bye week. Keep rooting and hoping that this team gets better so people stop saying dumb stuff, which they probably never will. I'm Tony Wiggins, and thank you for tuning in to Locked on Jaguars, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.